So hello and welcome to In Conversation With. My name is Colin MacDonald and as always I'm joined by my lovely co-host Mr Gavin Kelly. Hi Colin, how are we doing? I'm not too bad now, and yourself? Lovely day, isn't it? Lovely February it's day. It's very nice day, yeah, it's a bit chilly but it's very beautiful. We have the blinds down for yeah, lighting for, reasons. Yeah, for lighting reasons. Um, and I'm delighted to be joined, first and foremost, uh, a very established name in the radio industry, but a fellow Waterford uh, <laughs> character. Can um, even? Can we? Yeah, exactly. I mean, ten minutes, five, ten minutes down the road. Mm. Um, Neighbours. Emma Nolan, in case you were wondering. Sorry, I forgot <laughs> to mention your name. Emma, how are you? Very good, thank you. Uh, so lovely to be here with you guys. This has been in the works for a Fine. while. For a while, yeah. Finally. Since, since around May. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we were I just mean, figuring that out outside. I think it was April I, where the hybrids last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would say I probably, like when we started interviewing people and started interviewing people in radio, that you would have been one that I wanted to, but you were based down in Waterford at the time, obviously yes. with our beloved Beat 102, 103. <laughs> um, and then obviously you got announced as the hybrid judge. And I think were we in contact before then or no? I think the first time I heard from you guys was around hybrid time. Around hybrid time. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. And then yeah, lo and behold, uh, Emma was one of our hybrid judges, and the award winner in question was <laughs> this that man, man over guy. there. Yeah. Uh, I distinctly remember from the hybrids meeting you, Emma, and uh, I was like, "Hi, I'm Gavin." I was like, "What's your second name?" I was like, "Kelly." And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> she knew. She knew. Yeah, I've been listening to the audio for days. I took it so seriously, guys. Yeah. I've never been given such like an important job before, and I treated it like the bloody Imro Radio Awards. I was like, had my little sheet out, and I went over it and over it and over it again. But yes, that was my clear winner. Absolutely. Yeah, and then we we did get nominated us us two. Well, yeah, us two. Um, and then unfortunately we lost out, but. We played jazz for that. But. Yeah, we played jazz. Hey, like the top like two or three is a whopper, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's good to be nominated. Can't argue with that. That's that's what everyone says at the actual radio awards as well. It's like, ah, sure, look, to take the top five. It's still <laughs> nice to be top five, even if you don't place. Um, it's probably a common enough place for us to start. But um, was radio or like I I would say media was always kind of in your mind, given that you studied it in college. But how early on did you kind of realize that that was something that you wanted to get into? I remember when I was a very young teen. Maybe I was actually only like eleven or something but there are, uh, this is distinct in my head there was someone like in the small town where I grew up who was working in like Kiss magazine or something like this and I remember just thinking like yeah like that's it like I'm so jealous like I just I, that I want media I, I knew it was going to be media but then as I went into my teens I knew I wanted like the instantaneous vibe of broadcast like I loved radio Growing up, I absolutely loved it. Any I particular to it DJs all the time. spring to mind that you would have listened um, to? Like old school beat days as well, like Dan Ruan yeah, was on yeah. back in the day. I remember their Sunday night show, Heartbeat. You're oh, probably a bit too young for Heartbeat. A, li- a, a little bit, yeah. Heartbeat was on a Sunday night, it was like a problem show, but it was very like, they talk about all sorts. You know, so if you didn't listen to Heartbeat on Beat on a Sunday night, you'd have nothing to talk to your friends about in school on Monday because it was like an episode of Love Island. Like, oh, it's right. all anyone wants to talk about. <laughs> I cried when that show was axed. But anyway, uh, so then I suppose I was always m- into writing and journalism. And so I, I, even though, as I said, I loved presenters and they were like my friends in my room every night, which was weird. But like in my house, there was one telly. So it was just go to your room and listen to the radio. And that's pretty much what I did. But I remember just thinking like, yeah, journalism interested me a lot in crime. And I never thought I'd have the ability to be a presenter. That to me was always a domain that was unreachable. And yeah. it, was, it was just too like you're aiming too high you know this kind of thing and I thought journalism still like still the dream gig would be kind of a news a news gig I feel like I'm really waffling here but <laughs> yeah essentially j- j- journalism and I was like focused on that then I was like amazing and broadcast journalism was the dream and I was at a family funeral sadly uh, years ago I was waiting on my leaving cert results 
hadn't even got my course yet and I met this great guy James who at the time was working for the Daily Mirror and his wife is Orla O'Donnell in RT News she's the political mm. correspondent in the four courts and all and I went up to Orla on multiple occasions throughout a couple of years and just fell in love with it just the idea of being the person behind the camera on the 6-1 having like almost the most educated person on the topic in the country and then just sharing what you know from the day like that whole concept of preparing for the one o'clock and the six o'clock and getting back to your little studio in the four courts and stuff. It was such a buzz and she was amazing as well, up and down to Paul Reynolds in the criminal courts. And I just, I really loved it. Um, even got myself on the telly once. She was uh, heavily pregnant at the time and she had to go live on, uh, I think it was with Pat Kenny at the time. And she just handed me the mic and said, the Sean Quintrell was on at the time. She just, Interesting. Get, a, get, a, get a statement from him. And I think the only reason he stopped, like while he was walking to his car outside court, was because he was like, who is this child running at me? <laughs> and but with that, a little a little statement came, which was from Paige at the papers the next day. Wow. And, and I think at that point, Donnybrook rang Orla being like, who, who's the kid? <laughs> so uh, it's like, oh, that's Emma. She's always helping me out. So yeah, and then that kind of continued. And then the big dream job came after being in the broadcast centre in Waterford. There's two stations there that... Um, that share the building, WRFM, Waterford's local station with a slightly older demographic, and then Beat, the youth station in the southeast. How can you age stop you? My point was saying that wasn't they're not like fighting for the same no, audience yeah, or anything per se, yeah, like different demographics. Yeah. But I, oh my god, I got an amazing bunch of people and I did six months work placement in WRFM as part of my college degree. I'd say two years, probably two years later. And I worked with Billy McCarthy, who sadly oh, passed late away. The late and great, the Joe Duffy of Watford. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was just the best experience ever working with him and his producer Jennifer. Um, oh, I just loved it. I loved local radio. I loved producing. Like almost at that point, I was like, screw the journalism thing. This is what I want to do. Um, I did six months of that. Didn't want to leave. Cried so hard, and I had obviously made good friends in the beat crew as well at that point. And then went on Erasmus to Budapest. Brilliant. Lovely. Just back from there a couple of weeks ago. Where were you? I was like I was in Buda. Were you? Yeah, there a couple of weeks ago. Did you enjoy college, it? College, loved it. It's such, such a beautiful, a great city. beautiful city. Cheapest ships as well. Cheap as. I was in Ziggett there over the summer. Amazing. For the seven days. Long story, but um, we had fun. <laughs> <laughs> seven days. I'd say you were exhausted, were you? Oh, a lot of other stuff happened. Like we missed flights and you want know, that actually like. Through your own fault. A lot of that, but it was, also, it was, it was kind of like the best and worst holiday of our lives. <laughs> Maybe now it's still a little bit raw, but like in years to come, like that would be a great story. No, that's like, the thing. Like, know, like, 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 I meet people now, it's like, yeah, here's my ziggit story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to go through a bit of sacrifice to have a good story. Exactly. For a point, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I and mean, in terms of music then, was that always something as a, as a youngster? Yeah. God, I was always obsessed with music. Uh, again, this whole live, I, I'm setting up such like a narrative of living in the countryside and only having one TV is where I was like <laughs> deprived. I wasn't, but uh, yeah, music. Uh, as soon as I could figure out, like get my pocket money together and go buy a single. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not proud of some of the early singles. I think. The, go on, I, name, oh, name. I Jane. did love six. <laughs> I remember bringing down that that CD Better to my um mm. to my set dancing class and just being so proud of it, being like, I got a sick single and there's a there's a bonus track. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then my first album was would have been Eminem's Curtain Call. Mm. Uh, and then my mom went on holidays to New York once and brought back an iPod and that was that, that was the, that was yeah, a game changer. I don't think I ever bought a single. My first album was you know the Hoosiers. 
Yeah. Goodbye, Mr. A. Yeah. Goodbye, Mr. A. I got there. album. I don't know where that. Actually, I know why because one of their songs was on the FIFA soundtrack around that yeah, time. It was Goodbye, Mr. A. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Goodbye, Mr. A. And I got that was my first album. And then what very, an underrated song. Yeah, underrated band. Underrated band, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, very shortly after that, I got my first iPod Nano, mm. and then the like my my dad had the entire like Now collection. I think he still has from now one. He hasn't gotten the recent ones. He's gone from now one to like 105, I think. Amazing. And all of them were just constantly going on onto the iPod. And then again, just in terms of music, Emma. Sorry. Um, just what are your listening habits now? You have to listen to a lot of music. Being oh, like crazy. DJ. Yeah. So I have like, I actually have a playlist on my phone on, on Spotify called Stream of Consciousness. It's funny. I've talked to people about this a lot over the last couple of years, how like, you can go through like a month of this particular genre and getting so deep and like really figuring out this artist and then like almost you know studying them online because you're after getting kind of obsessed and then you're kind of ready to move on from that because you know life changes or, mm-hmm. or whatever Absolutely. and sometimes a song could come on the radio and you're like that was then don't hate this yeah, yeah. you know yeah. but yeah it's very varied i think it would be impossible to like put me in like uh, like have a 100 like genre but i seem to constantly kind of come back to like kind of chilled hip-hop uh, a lot of party next door, a lot of Kendrick as well. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been up then on a different sphere. Like Dermot McKenzie is my go-to. Absolutely. If I can't think of anything, it's just throw on that that full playlist. And like obviously FM one hundred and four would be like a CHR station, mm-hmm. um, very similar to your spins or whatever. Do you like chart music? Oh, I do. Yeah. I absolutely do like chart music. Don't get me wrong. Um, massively so. It's funny though. I suppose we live in this age where it's nice to be able to have your own like how much how do i put this like it's it, it's nice that we have the chart music that we know and love and can bop to and can like uh, parody to and become songs that you want to you know mm. it, that's still there but it's also nice to have the outlet to be like oh i'm gonna go for a walk and for this 10 minutes i'm gonna just listen to my own stuff you yeah, know absolutely. like it's nice yeah. to have both i think today um but i do think that there's still a massive introduction of new music through radio, even though people discover themselves. And I think that, I think that we all have quite an eclectic taste, and it's nice to be able to get into that in our in our in our own time as well. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What I find is that, like, just I think since fifth year, I've done like it's kind of like a stream of consciousness thing. What you're saying, like songs that remind me of moments or something like that. That's kind of how I relate best to music. Um, so funny that you say that's pretty life. much exactly what my not to like uh, ruthlessly plug here, but I'm, we might chat about it later, but the podcast I'm actually working on at the moment is pretty much that concept of isolating significant moments in the guest life and then the song that you can't help but be reminded of based on that experience. So it's not necessarily the your favorite song or the songs you're proud mm-hmm. of. It's like sometimes a song was just on that day that that breakup happens and you're like, hate that song <laughs> you, do you know yeah, that kind yeah, of thing yeah. so yeah, yeah yeah it just kind of shows the power of sort of emotional connection um, the first guest on that podcast is a former one of ours as well young marty young mm-hmm. marty yeah yeah um nilo so, was um we chatted to him yesterday for it as well i love him great guy. yeah fantastic guy absolutely. he's that's one that's in the works um, <laughs> There's been Instagram DM sent, yeah. so, um, and speaking of, so like Irish hip hop is obviously something that's becoming a lot more recognized now, particularly mm. in the last maybe three to five years. Mm. When did you kind of first discover it, I suppose? I've always loved Soleil, uh, mm. that might be a bit of a generic answer, but I mean like, 
how long is this going like on? Some of, these, I'm, yeah, I'm, some of these lads have been around for years. Exactly. Like Mandrum Man have been around They've for been, years. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's when... Back from the animators days. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, how long have I been? I suppose Soleil would have been my big go-to initially. Jafaris as well. Yeah, they had that track Same Sister. That was a three made by music track. And I just went, oh my God, this is completely and utterly Irish. And this is amazing. Mm. Um, and yeah, I kind of got really obsessed with it. And it's been something that I'm incredibly... Irish music I'm always passionate about. But at the moment, I'm just like extra crazy, crazy, crazy passionate about it. I just think that they're such a wonderful, passionate, hardworking bunch of people. And I just think I'm really proud of Ireland right now. I'm proud that, I think as well, like, I, I did a documentary on this exact topic. I was about um, to bring it up. Yeah, it's early, really, er, thank really, you so really much. Good. Thank you. That means a lot to me. But I think as well, something, I think that it was Niall Power from Beat said to me, was like, I was like, why? Why is it taking so long? Because I can't accept it. I'm like, why have we not been support? Like, why? <laughs> and then he just kind of made the point being like, you know, sometimes in Ireland, years ago we don't feel we're quite as cool as the Kendricks or you know this kind of thing yeah. and sometimes it just takes a while for the ear to get used to a new accent or a new sound but certainly certainly we're all I think we're all there now and I'm, I'm very proud of that and I just can't wait to see what's to come for all of them and for those that we even the ones that we haven't even bloody heard of yet because there's yeah. plenty of them yeah. too we were getting the confidence I think, I think it's become a thing of you know there were always these artists they were always around but mm. I think it was around maybe a year two years ago when we kind of started to realise this is a, a scene. It, it's yeah. a lot of artists connected together. And especially now with even Irish hip hop against homelessness, this is like yeah. community is being yeah. uh, brought together, basically. Mm. And it deserves to be recognised. 150 million percent. You've no idea. And there, you know, I've been lucky enough to meet so many of them over the last couple of years. And Everybody in the industry is so nice. Yeah. So like, brilliant. kind. Like we've had, we've had a couple of guests on Tebby Rex, um, JLOL, yeah. and they've they've been brilliant. Like they've been just so chill, laid back, answer any question you ask them, and even just outside very, hip-hop as well, Brave Giant, Wild Youth. Yeah, exactly. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think the scene in general support each other so much too. It doesn't have to just be the hip-hop scene too. Yeah. I think that I think it's just Irish music as a whole, but. Um, hearing more of it's even hard to put that particular genre on it but you know I can't describe it any way but hearing more of that particular genre I think is very exciting for, for Ireland mm. I think don't get me wrong it's exciting for everybody but I just think because we hadn't really heard that before it makes me extra excited it makes me extra excited to see who's going to have the confidence to come up next and be like mm. alright and I, I love that before say some of these artists might have had to look to the UK for inspiration or or, or even to like America and now they can just look at what's going on in Ireland and go like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it too. You know, yeah. I think that's so cool that we can set the standard for ourselves as well and look up to our own. That's it. Yeah. That's very deep. Um, <laughs> look up so to our own. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's fair to say that you'd have a decent knowledge on the hip hop scene. Now, oh now. no. You're now, I'm going to give you the option. Do you want to answer my five questions first and see <laughs> and see how you get on and then maybe try District's uh, hip hop quiz? I want to say on the record that I'm an incredibly passionate, but I'm not like... Nerdy. Like, no, like obviously I, I care so much and I've read so much, but like... I'd have to do a bit more work before writing a thesis. She's not an encyclopedia column. Yeah. You know. Well, like, you know. It's okay. Yeah, it's a yeah. bit of fun. Yeah, look, we'll do it for fun, but... Look, if this segment is no good, then we can always cut it out. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the post. It's the fantastic ability that we have, yeah, in post-production to cut <laughs> parts of the interview that we don't like out. Shop, shop, see ya. Right, I only have five, so uh, five questions. Okay. I think there's ten on the district one. Okay, first one. Whose album dropped first? Tebby oh, Rex no. or Mango and Matman? 
Oh, February X. It was February X, yeah. There was only like a couple of months in it though. Yeah, I, t- I think it was like a month, month and a half in between them, yeah. Um, right, next Ching. one. Which Irish hip-hop artist features on the FIFA 20 soundtrack? Jafaris? No, JLOL. It is JLOL, Ozone. Fantastic song. What is the name of Eric Cody's five-song EP released last year? Leoness. Yep. God Knows is a member of which popular group? Shit, I don't know. The Sangano family? Of course. Yeah. Um, and then finally, what is Soleil's most streamed song on Spotify? Love Tonight. Absolutely. Like, I think I, I it's like nearly 4 million streams on Amazing. that, which is just incredible. I'd say, I'd say um, being the song on the ad in between Love Island got, a, got a, a, that extra bit of circulation, but even still apart from that, like it's been everywhere. For the first second I heard it, I went, Here's, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one. Because she's had so many of the ones, but sometimes you just need one that like absolutely everybody's yeah. going to be like. Troublemaker would probably be my favourite of hers. Yeah. Like it's just such, like well, like all of her beats are like really good. But that one's quite like electronic. Yeah, 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 it's I funky. I like yeah. it. Um, I think I'm confident enough now to give your give your other ones right, a go. Right, this we're is like we're, we're like junior cert now. We're going to go straight yeah. into leaving cert. <laughs> okay, so there's ten questions here. Let's see how we get on. Um, which Irish hip hop act was the first to be signed to a major record label deal? Four options: Rod Kelly, Scary Era, Creative Control, or Urban Intelligence Crew. I. I'm not even going to make a guess because I haven't a clue. Oh, let's see. Scary era. Okay. Oh, well, th- we live. <laughs> Which Jay Yellowell song made it onto the FIFA 20 playlist? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mango and Macon previously were part of what group? The Animators. Very good. In what year were Messiah Jay and the Expert nominated for the Choice Music Prize? That's Spring Fest 20. Do you have options? <laughs> 2007. 2004, 2006. 2007. Correct. Reggie Snow is currently signed to which record label? Def Jam, 300 Entertainment, XL Records, or Island Records? This isn't my forte. I know, like, Universal, Sony. And then I, I, like, when I'm looking up someone, like, to know who to contact, I'm like, that's when I go in further and look. It's like, this is the tree, and then there's so many branches. Like, I'm sorry, again, I don't know. That's something that I I do on the go. (laughs) Well, I don't know either, so Colin, uh, do you want to hazard a guess? Sorry, what were the options again? Def Jam, 300 Entertainment, XL Records, or Island Records? Island. 300. Ah. Uh, Punch Drunk is a single from Rich Rath Duo. Mango Mothman, Tebby Rex, Neomatic, or Rogan and Omega? Well, I know it's not the first two. Yeah. I don't know it's the first two, yeah. I'm going to hazard a guess. Go for D, the final one. D, we'll see. Oh damn it! <laughs> um, what's that featured as part of the Somewhere in Ireland series? But who does the song belong to? What's the name of the song? What's that? What's that? Features part of the Somewhere in Ireland series, but who does that song belong to? I already don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. That's okay. This quiz is hard. Yeah. This is a hard quiz. Uh, Nino's previous band were called what? Oh my god, I talked about this yesterday. <laughs> oh, it was like a rocky band and he loved it and I was like, I didn't know this. Like I learned this um, yesterday. So agitation, frustration, blasphemy or irritation? The second one? Correct. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, this is a producer question. Um, okay. Let's skip this one. Yeah. Uh, Borderline from Evans Jr. features which artist? Borderline from? Evans Jr. 
thing would I be doing with mom? <laughs> Do you? No. Is that right? <laughs> Do you? That right? No. No, <laughs> no idea. Um, okay, that was the same question again. Okay, I think we're done. Five out of ten. Well, that, that quiz doesn't count. Yeah. I think I got a, I think if this was schooling, but based on the questions that were fair there, I'd probably scrape an A. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely got it. Well, maybe a B1. If we, if we round it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm ashamed of that. You said that it was like junior cert leaving cert, but of course you did your junior cert twice. I did. <laughs> Segue. <laughs> I, I just thought, I just when you mentioned the junior cert, I was like, there's a link, there's a link. Uh, yes, I did. It was brilliant. God, it was so much fun. Where did the idea from that come from? Oh, God. That was totally all my own fault. Uh, no, so I suppose like when I think back on the shows that I've done, the first ever show obviously I got was the takeover on beat like the first time around mm. and I have to say it was like going out into like I was allowed to do whatever I wanted like obviously I was guided and, and helped along the way and stuff and I wasn't totally rogue but my point is like no matter what idea was there it was like cool let's go talk about it and figure out how we're going to do it and it was it was bloody brilliant and you know I was much younger now like I'm nearly 27 back then I was like 20 you know like so my point is like yeah, when I came back and did the show the second time, it took like a whole kind of different direction. But the first time it was just like, all right, okay, let's do a, a, a feature with my granny every week called Phyllis with Knowledge, because her name is Phyllis. It was just the best one ever. And let, like there was engagements on that show live. Like it was just, there was live Tinder dates being like, gen, like organically just, hey, I'm on the way to a Tinder date. Oh, hey girls. And then, oh, we're going to meet those girls. Right, update us every half an hour and how you're going. And I would just stay live, like show me over and I'd be like, any update girls are you home safe yet like it was just <laughs> crack and yeah one of the things we did was obviously like it was a very teenage focused show in many ways and uh yeah i remember just coming out and just being refocused on my content to make sure that i was like not directing the entire show towards people who were studying but making sure that i was covering that base too and i remember sitting in the office one day and we were in an open plan and just kind of saying i should just go back and do it again and my boss was kind of walking past and went convince me there <laughs> <laughs> and she was like i like the sound of that how would you do again? And I was like, I got out of it. And then I was like, and then I got really excited about it. I was like, because I love school. I was like, all right, okay. And we'll do the junior site. We only have like seven weeks or something like that. So it wouldn't even be a fair, like, so it wouldn't be a, an accurate, like, um, kind of study for to do it in six weeks. I kind yeah. of wanted to give like, the aim was also to highlight the stress that they were under because I think that a lot of junior search students at the time, Snapchat was huge and they were just so stressed out over it and always saying like, oh, no one cares because I'm a junior surf, but I just feel really, like it's stressful and they're being put under a lot of pressure. Um, so I think it was important to, we, I said, okay, look, I have six weeks to go. I have a degree in English and I was pretty much fluent in Irish when I left school. That's kind of gone now. I was terrible at maths terrible like for past maths would have had to get grinds for two years yeah. just to pass the bloody thing so yeah i did paper ones of the three okay and i thought or was it whatever the creative one is not like the studied learning because i wouldn't have got that done that's, that's paper, paper one, one yeah, paper one, yeah. yeah i was like look there's no way i'm going to get a full curriculum into yeah exactly. into the paper twos or whatever but i'll give paper one a go and yeah it was just brilliant fun like i was really stressed on that yeah. you know like <laughs> i was freaking out I used to go back to school and reimmerse myself, like among, say, my great uh, couple of my Irish teachers that would have had me through, um, like junior cycle and senior cycle were amazing. They were like, just come sit in the classroom all day, doesn't matter what class is in, just get the language back into your head, you know. So mm -hmm. I was sitting in Irish for a few days, sitting in maths, hadn't a clue what was going on. Still, um, yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it though. Yeah. Did you ever get asked a question and like got it wrong in maths, like any embarrassing moments like that? Oh, all the time. Yeah. It happened today on the radio, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was with Sean, Sean Manzanje. We were 
we were trying to figure out like um what the how much percentage of the year has passed and i was like 14 he was like no i'm like eight i was like oh yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no, uh, and then you went and celebrated in waves i went and celebrated in waves <laughs> would you have been listening then like, what um, would you yeah kind of well i like you weren't doing your junior shit then no though. god no i well i mean the you're fifties. what you, you would have been what age uh, are you now i'm 20 now so i'm six and a half years older than you so you would have been you would have been you would have been younger than your junior so are you crazy yeah uh, I definitely remember it anyways yeah and you know what it was one of those things I think sometimes in radio something that I learned and I'll definitely take with me not to be like a messiah but genuinely I do think that sometimes we can put so much work and like trying to find sponsors and trying to you know make this big campaign about something and like they are so effective and they're so brilliant but this was something that like I was known as the girl who did a junior study again for like two years <laughs> like at the radio awards and it wasn't I never made I that was never the goal mm. but it, it became such a talking point yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just kind of organically happened that it was really effective <laughs> so when are you going to go back and do the leave <laughs> <laughs> no I think I think I'm pretty much done now I think if I ever go back to do anything I'll just I need to educate myself it would be a good documentary series you know mm. once you get stressed sure the, well Stephen Byrne did his leaving start again then with yeah. RTE do you remember that he went back to school for the oh, year wow. a couple of years later so I think that box has been ticked but yeah certainly it was a it was a very interesting experience and the listeners were so behind me like correcting my homework <laughs> and writing me notes at the end of my exam papers with some feedback and stuff so, did yeah. you do the exam with other students or did you have no we couldn't just based on the distra- distraction like yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously they, they didn't allow that we yeah we had to kind of hustle that one a little bit all right just mm. to, just to figure it out but i was properly supervised and that's all filmed somewhere and uh, yeah it was it was great and then the worst part was i knew that like there was teachers organized to correct them for me but they decided on the day, nah, you can wait till September like the rest of them. Oh. So I said, like, like everyone else, I had to go about my summer and be like, but someone just tell me how I get on. Like, no, you're not getting them till the 10th of September. But uh, which was good because I also realised after that, imagine how unfair it would be if, for example, on, on the day or within a week, I could kind of deliver my results. And someone who's a bit worried about how they got on, thinking, oh, well, if she did badly and she's 20, whatever... You know, like just wait. Don't or if she if she did well and she was only doing it for six or seven weeks, like how the how am I gonna get on? I was doing you it know? for three years. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I was like, best actually, the best decision ever was just to kind of park it and. Good on the Department of Education. <laughs> no, that was beat. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was beat. Okay, sorry. <laughs> A department of different education. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Emma, since we last met at the Hybrids, you were still working for Beat, but uh, since then you've moved to FM One Hundred and Four. Yes. Uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. How are you finding it? Love it. I absolutely love it. I was shitting myself. Fair enough. <laughs> I won't lie. I was absolutely shitting myself. My predecessor, Andy, is an absolute hero and has been the soundtrack to morning and afternoons in Dublin for a very long time. I'm never 100% sure and I need to just remember it, but 17, 18 or 19 years, Andy was in that slot. Um, I was nervous as hell and I'd never broadcast on in Dublin before. Obviously, I covered the southeastern beat and then 15 counties across the country with um, oh, yeah. iRadio. But yeah, Dublin always like scared me. <laughs> I don't know why, but the big smoke. The big exactly, like, <laughs> exactly. And I am. I'm originally from Dublin, but it was just kind of a whole new thought process. I don't know, but I swear to God, I did my first link at twenty past ten that morning, and I, my hand was going and I was sweating. And once that was over, it was just this is great. Thank I love you. it. And everyone kind of said that to me in the office, but I genuinely felt like that. I felt at home halfway through show one, and that doesn't happen. 
Mm. Like I genuinely felt so comfortable. The listeners are so much fun. Radio is loved everywhere in Ireland, but I just feel like the passion for it from listeners in Dublin is amazing. The crack that they have and they're they're incredibly engaging on that show too. I yeah, it it's I'm I feel like I'm walking into my sitting room when I go on air in there and that's all you can really strive for, really, I think, is to feel that comfortable. And um, was it difficult, not even uh, in June, but the first time that you um, you left Beat? Obviously, you would become quite like synonymous. You were like, probably with part, the of brand, the, yeah. part of the brand, yeah. furniture. Was it a difficult decision both times? First, when you went from Beat to iRadio and then oh God, yeah. 100%. It broke my heart both times. I think that when you leave, Beat is like a family. And they're like my brothers and sisters and, and friends. And that's where I started. They're the ones who believed in me first when I was so raw <laughs> like so raw and just gave me so many chances and just saw something in me that I hadn't seen in myself like even back to the presenting stuff so yeah leaving to go to iRadio was upsetting mm. like just personally and I do regardless of like career like in all aspects of my personality like I, I'm never like a flippant person who can just kind of not overthink like I am gonna think deep about things and just not want to you know just want to make sure that I'm making the right decision and that I'm not offending people. You know, like, I'm a worrier. Bloody worrier. It seems, though, like, um, even though you're now up in Dublin, that you still maintain strong links with all them. Mm. Like I said, I think it's nearly every weekend I see you're in Jeff's with Niall and, <laughs> and all the crew. Do you know what, though? I won't lie to you. As much as I love Waterford, I actually don't really go home as much anymore. And I think I've been kind of... Like, when I was in iRadio as well, and you're you're in Athlone, and then you're trying to catch up with friends, and I was in a relationship with Water at the time, and just kind of all go. I've come to Dublin, and I'm just making a life for myself here now, and I kind of have to say to myself, oh, it's been three weeks, like, go home, or, you know. So, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's about time that I found that I, I do love it here. As you guys know, like, I love getting to gigs, and love just going for a stroll around Marley Park, and yeah. um. so, yeah, I'm probably not in Waterford as much as I have been, and... Right now, that's that's what I'm the loving. County hasn't been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, it's always going to be home. It's where I grew up, but um, I'm definitely loving life up here right now. So yeah, obviously you're in FM one hundred four now, and you're doing this crazy slot to me, ten to three, like five hours of broadcasting. Do you take breaks? Marathon. Like, do you do? Do you <laughs> no. pre, do you pre rec links? No, no, never. No, no, no. That's. I don't. I, I don't like pre wrecking. Well, like. No, well, I de- I'm not saying well, like to doubt. I definitely don't pre-rec, but bear in mind, like I've got five hits in a row at the top of every hour. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm doing a massive talk show all day and like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, there yeah. is gaps within the, where you can definitely run down and make yourself a cup of tea or bring in my lunch. Like there's, mm. even though I do spend like all day in the studio and I'm always planning ahead for my next link and things like that. Like there are breathing, there are definitely moments where you can breathe. It's mm. not like you're... Does that make sense? Like, I can go to the loo. You're not chained to the chair, yeah. 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 But it's not like, you know, like Morning Ireland, where you're just kind of, you'd be exhausted after that because there's just so much to take in and, you know, there's there's this kind of high energy the whole way out. And even though there is high energy the whole way out, you've got, like, you've got 15 to 20 minutes at the top of each hour Mm. um, to kind of, you probably have, if you have an idea of what you're doing and stuff like that, you can kind of be like, okay, I'm going to make up to you or yeah. whatever, yeah. yeah. I kind of got sidetracked with the 10 to 3 thing, but um, what I was going to say is that you're in FM 104 now and a fantastic slot. Are you still looking ahead and setting goals? Or are you kind of just happy at the moment? To... Right now, I'm just chilling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not just chilling. I'm working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like I'm just working. like having a great time and like lying down. No, I feel like I've so many plans for that show. Um, there's so much I want to do with it and grow it. And I think it takes a, a while to kind of bed in as well, even though thanks so much to you guys for like even referencing that and you know that you, you, you know the show and stuff like that. But I do think as well, it takes a year 
really to before you even own. progress. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like get a year under your belt and then then you become synonymous with the with the brand. Yeah. But until then, you're still just a new girl. To some. Just Does that some. make sense? But yeah, to answer your question in short, which I'm naturally quite bad at doing, <laughs> is uh, right now, um, and yeah, like F104 is absolutely where I want to be, and that show is Manu Baby. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's not like you're just focused on that because you have a podcast series in the world that we have <laughs> we briefly glided over, but do you want to talk a little bit more about it now? Yeah, so I suppose um, I don't uh, like. I've made it very clear I absolutely love my show and things like that but I suppose I also love like interviews and like hearing from other people and I love storytelling and I love just getting the best out of people too and I obviously when you have music to play you can't always just kind of do that so I was like hmm and I always was really interested in the podcasting world and I genuinely to be totally honest just felt like a total imposter I kind of felt I had no business doing that there's people doing podcasts and I don't know. We're I just, doing one. Yeah, but exactly. it doesn't really, you know, but you guys are, you, you guys have a very well established podcast at this stage. I just felt like I was a bit late to the game and sure who would listen to that. Just this constant, this thing going around my head. So it was kind of bubbling away for a few months and it kind of kept coming back being like, you want to do this, just do it. And I remember thinking like, but what would my angle even be? And I knew I wanted music and I knew I wanted like conversation. And I remember like sometimes I go back to old school brainstorming and I just take out a pen and paper and just write down like, who are you? Like, (laughs) Emma, like, what do you love? And who are you? What is your personality? And, you know, why do people come to you? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, well, in school, you would have been the person that people came to if they, like, had something to talk about. Or if they had a big DMC, they wanted, you know, or advice about something. Like, I always think that there's a connection with that, with presenting, by the way. Is it like just, but yeah, um, I, I, the, the DMC was in my head I was like yeah you do love a good DMC and people seem to like having DMCs with you Agony Ant. and <laughs> then I was just thinking about music and I was just looking at the three letters and I was just like there it is okay it's DMCs but it's it's deep music chats and uh, the stars aligned boom epiphany. yeah I was just like that's it that's the two of my favourite things and I was like how do I because I think as you guys know like in a, in a podcasting world you kind of have to have it has to be quite clear what you're doing with that podcast. You know, it's not yeah. just like, Emma's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what am I getting from this kind of a thing? So yeah, um, then then it was just a case of trying to find the right questions because that, the, as I mentioned earlier, the idea of it is that you're trying to isolate the particular moments that might've been some of the most significant to the highs and lows of the guest life. But you're trying to find a question that works with that, but also be able to tie in a song around that. So like, if is there, is there music of a time in your childhood when X, boom is there what's one of my other questions like is there a time that your heart was broken and what song will always bring you back there when you hear it when you don't even expect to hear it so it's not necessarily like the guest coming on and sharing their favorite songs it's stuff that you honestly can't ignore and it's 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 always going to be synonymous with that time so it can be quite random and it can bring some gems back to life that you may have forgotten about so yeah i'm really excited about it i only have two episodes done so um i'll record a few more and then find the balls to release it yeah but right now anchor if you're looking for um a podcasting platform just release everything it's called anchor anchor yeah Uh, it's basically what we use to have everything on google on apple on spotify it's it's like 12 quid a month or something like this it's free free. yeah thanks guys don't know how uh i don't know know how sustainable that'll be in the long run but it's served us well so far so yeah um this is a little bit out of left field but um i'm glad to have the real emma nolan with us today and not the imposter that took your photos and used them on tinder 
Oh my god. <laughs> when Do was you remember this? that? Years ago. Yeah, about so, five years ago. It's so embarrassing. Too. I've never been more embarrassed in my entire life. Like, what do no, you no, even no. think of Let when me tell you. Out, like, yeah, no, it wasn't even a big deal. I was like 20 as well. <laughs> oh, I'm cringing because I know exactly. You just Googled my name and that came up, didn't it? Oh, God. Oh, we just did I don't want this to be like brought back to the surface. I'm so <laughs> glad now that like when you Google search, like it was like gone from the first page. But for years, I was like, this is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. So yeah, basically a friend of mine I'd met abroad was like, um, oh, you're like I lived in Waterford and he was in Dublin and was like, this isn't you, this girl Amy. And I was like, 20 minutes like, <laughs> like tweeted about it like an idiot. <laughs> and then like someone from the Indo was on to me and I was like, new to kind of media world being like oh sure look why not like thinking it might be like you know a little 20 words in the corner being like you know watch your photo like almost just um almost like reminding us that once you put a photo online it's, it's anyone's like i didn't but so when i got the phone call like typical me really naive got like buddies with this journal and everything like oh hey girl i know right <laughs> i know crazy anyway like i'm carrie bradshaw and this is my you know, <laughs> and then when i saw that article oh my god i remember nice. i was with my friend irish journalist horrified after being i was like i didn't i didn't i don't even remember saying that like it just made it seem like i was so upset and i really wasn't um, so yeah, no, I'm scared that you brought that up. To be honest, that has never been brought up since. Uh, yeah. I thought it would be a little bit. Also, of fun my to makeup in those photos. <laughs> like I was always like, I, I to this day my makeup's a little bit too dark. That's just me though. But Christ, almighty, the amount of makeup I used to wear, so bad, so embarrassing those photos, man. And then one other odd thing that came up in a Google search was there's this website and they like, they track like the relationship statuses of celebrities or well-known people and you came up no way yeah if you want to have a little bit of fun go take this because they have like so much like information i don't know where they got they estimate your net worth in it what yeah <laughs> go on what they say they said tenor <laughs> this is in dollars a uh, hundred grand to a million <laughs> <laughs> as if that was true I tell you but like I've seen this before because if you do you know you know the two Johnnies yes if you google either one of the two of them and net worth it comes up that like Johnny Smacks is like net worth is like 500 grand or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where they get these figures from okay. but if you're looking for a little bit of a, a laugh later on just google that's that hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious what do they know about my relationships they well yeah it just said that you were single oh my god but yeah and it's like and then what well, i thought was like i don't know who has the time of day to actually like update yeah, these pages that's like, like, it's just like if there's any developments we'll post them here that <laughs> is investigative journalism <laughs> yeah exactly oh i'd love to know who's behind that i didn't even know that existed that's yeah. hilarious when we are on that website come and admit it what we're on when we're on that website yeah we will know we've made it when uh people are asking about our relationship status yeah, yeah. Oh, they must have just went to facebook like oh it doesn't yeah. display that that must be it she must be single yeah uh, yeah no i've been single for most of my 20s now are you guys single I'm, in relationships i am yeah i am not you are single i'm i'm i am he's not okay yeah yeah, yeah. very good very good yeah um, no i was actually in a relationship through college as well for like most of that college time i met this actually when did i meet her um Anyway, the four years of college, I was deaf. I was in a relationship and then single for like two or three years. I was just like, work, 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 mm. work. And then, yeah, was in another relationship for like a bit of last year. 
And now, yeah, moved to Dublin and single again. But yeah, it's fine. It's great. I, I was in a, I was in a relationship with the first year of college, all right. Um, yeah. And it was it lasted pretty much the entire semester of college, and then coming close to summer, it um it ended for, mm. for, for the best. Um, but yeah, it's just not something that I'm kind of looking yeah. looking mm. towards right now. I've been in a relationship for over a year and two months now. Ah, I was like, nice. It's grand. It's fine. You yeah, know, like it's 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 thing of you're kind of in it, and it just goes by so fast. Like, yeah, because you're having so much fun. Yeah, time's so just flying. It's a yeah. good sign, I suppose. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. God, I'm all relationships are great when you find the right person. It's just sometimes like, and the dating scene's a bit weird as well. Like the Tinder and Bumble aspect can be like yeah, tough. One of the one of our mates was on Tinder there. We were like, like taking the phone and mm, swiping through for them. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, they have verified on Tinder now. Well, well, what that that doesn't actually mean like it doesn't have to say the caliber that it might bring, but like a, yeah. a Twitter or it basically just means that you've given a backup email so that the like ugh, so the people don't get catfished like yeah. I was <laughs> like horrific. <laughs> <laughs> They've updated their privacy policy based on our school. God no, cringe. Uh, no, they. What am I saying? No, that's just basically to say that your account is like real and validated, okay. and that like the same username that you've put in like is say if I'm Emma Nolan mm. that like if you tie in your Instagram with that which might not even appear it's like okay cool that's actually who she's mm. saying she is rather okay. than okay. using my pictures and calling themselves Amy <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't have got that verified notification I tell you uh, Emma just some quick fire questions actually um, favourite song oh my god impossible impossible right now um, mm, uh, favourite song right now I'm actually kind of, uh, the box yeah. Body Rich, like over and over Eater. again. Just got uh, <laughs> announced for Longitude, Body Rich. Yes. Saw that there today. 11 of them today. Yeah. And Kendrick's on the Friday night, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. And Rex Orange County got announced mm-hmm. as well. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going? I don't have a ticket yet, but I might have my arm twisted. Well, so you can get in with your. Not necessarily. No, maybe a pass. Well, we'll see. We'll see closer to the time. But yeah, if there are tickets on Friday, so I'm thinking of just getting a Friday pass. Where yeah. I live now is so close to Marley of Park. Course, it was yeah, like such a different. I'm I'm out that way, so it was a a whole different experience. Like in previous years, going to Longitude, you know that centre across the road, mm. and it's just like packed with people, and it's just always such a crazy spot. Like that's my local centre now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really weird. Like yeah. that. I remember the first time I went into like get my leap card, you know, big city living, and I was like, yeah, the centre is my local centre. This is funny because I've just spent so much time like waiting for a taxi as here. As opposed to centre. Well, Clavine Centre is a great centre. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very low roof. A bit claustrophobic if you're in there for Bits, a long time. Yeah. But very well stocked and always has fresh apple tarts and great cooked chickens. There you go. And that centre <laughs> does not sponsor this podcast. But if it <laughs> wants the to, please Waterford get in Shop touch. Review podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a new podcast that me and Emma are going to start <laughs> after this it. one. Yeah. I'll be the producer. What's, um, the, what's, the, what's the shop there with the great sweets? On... Oh my God. You're driving into town, McDonald's yeah. is on your right, keep going, keep going, you're going towards town, and then you've got like the centre here on the left, all the centres today, and across the road, Dunphy's. Best jellies. Really, I've never, I actually, I've probably passed by that shop tens of thousands of times on the way in. I would highly recommend you go in and get yeah. one of those bags and just fill her up, baby. Emma Nolan approved. <laughs> uh, Favourite place to eat in Dublin? Oh, fair place to eat in Dublin, good shout. I don't even know yet. Why, why never thought of that question? What's so far? Where have I eaten in Dublin? Where have I eaten in Dublin? Captain America. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I don't even know if I can answer this question because I don't even. I can't, you know, you go so many. Pe- I can't even. 
can't even think. Yeah. Can't even think. Do you prefer Dublin takeaway at all? Yeah. 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 I actually can't remember the name of it now because it's like on my Just Eat app and I couldn't see it by its logo. Um, but it's around the corner and it's got the. I'm a very plain eater mostly, so like I'm a chicken fried rice and margarita kind of girl. Oh, that's amazing. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Give me a four one. It'll be fine. Yeah, no, go check. Yeah. I go for check. Get that gravy off, like tone or curry off. Even tone it down even further. Mm. A good dry chicken fried rice. You can't go wrong. Dry. Oh, like dry is good. I have to uh, call the interview. There. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Emma. <laughs> that sounds like a crime. Um, no, amazing. No veg, no sauce. Like put that in your notes and try it for me. And a can of coke. I just, I just said I feel like you'll be like, I'm eating dry. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting homework for this podcast. <laughs> um, Okay, uh, one last thing. Favourite part about Dublin? And least favourite. Okay. Uh, mm, I, mm, very hard to narrow down. Gigs, 100% being so close to them now and not having yeah, to like take a day so off work. Ahead, exactly. Yeah. Just being able to hop on the bus and hop home rather than watching telly for the night. My friends are laughing at me in Watford when I went home for Christmas saying, is there any gigs you're not going to? And I'm like, well, I can sit at home and watch telly. I can hop on the bus and go into a gig and come home and go to bed at 11 o'clock. Like, it's up to me, you yeah. know? Um, so having that accessibility for me as someone who loves it is amazing. And I love, I feel, some people say cities are lonely. I feel the opposite with Dublin. I feel like Dublin is, has so much heart. I love getting the bus to Connolly in the morning and walking up the quays to go to, to work. And I love being in rush hour walking traffic. <laughs> yeah. I love that feeling of just we're all kind of in it together. Kind of I love the characters, the people, the accents. There's no how do though. Uh, yeah, I'm, you're very good with the Waterford I'm stuff. <laughs> I because uh, um, I, I did look up a Waterford quiz just in case, mm. and the one I found was just insanely easy. Really? Um, so I just didn't even bother. Go on, it. give me a buzz. Um, I was have to. Okay, caught. <laughs> uh, no, but I suppose least favorite is also quite difficult because not to be all like positive poly, but like at the moment it's all quite positive. Um, obviously the renting situation is a joke mm-hmm. uh, there's no denying that the cranes are annoying me the cranes yeah mm. yeah the worst yeah I, suppose. I was thinking this morning because whenever I see all the cranes I can count like 11 in one view I was just thinking like you know like that Rack City song it was like Crane City bitch um, and it just annoyed me I think they, they made an effort with them over Christmas with their fancy lights and all but now they just look grim again but yeah that's probably the only thing all quite positive yeah. well you haven't lived in Dublin long enough <laughs> yeah, so like, like three years it's like oh I hate Dublin bus Really? It's yeah. better than any public transport outside of Dublin, though. That's true, of, of course, but sometimes it's just very grim. And, like, especially, see, I used to uh, live down in the Liberties and go to DCU. I had to get a 13 that'd be an hour long. So I'd be going through town from Condra all the way to Valley Monroe. Okay, yeah, you and had a shit experience. Yeah, yeah that would be basically. Awesome. I love the 14. So good. 14 was my shit back in the <laughs> I was in, in Dicks for the first two years of college in Donny Carney, and that 14 would drop me right to my door. A godsend of a bus if there ever was one. Uh, honestly, yeah. well, when I first moved up here and I was in July and it was really hot and sunny, and I was just so happy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it here. And I remember like I would smile when I saw the 14 coming up. Yeah. I was like, look at them, they're so cute. Like, always on time. Perfect little spin into town, not off the beaten track at all. Pretty much a direct spin. Yeah. Loved it. 14. Love the 14. Shout out to 14. Happy 14. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Emma, we'll end the interview with the aforementioned How Waterford Are You quiz. Okay. Okay. So, 
How do you react if you hear someone say the words, how do? A, you reply, how do, and you chuckle to yourself, or B, you stare blankly and wonder if they meant, how do you do? A. There you go, of course. Where is the real... How do, how do. Where is the real red square? Before I give you the options, you know. The Mo- real red square? Moscow or uh, the city centre. Oh, the city centre, John yeah. Roberts John square. square. Red square by... My beloved book centre. <laughs> The um, most beautiful book centre, I think, in the country. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Another that's the, that's two episodes in a row now that the <laughs> it's gotten a plug. But anyways, um, if someone is blocking the way of the television, what are you most likely to say? Move, you're blocking the TV. Uh, were you made in the glass factory or out of the way by? Oh, that's a See, tough that one to B and C. Yeah. I'd say made in the glass factory, like the good one, but I'd be like, out of the way by. Yeah. I think I'd go with C. Right. I think it's like too cliche to bring in the glass factory here. Um, <laughs> it's for like wannabes, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, unfortunately, this question is a little bit dated, but uh, if you have a problem, who is the first person you're going to call? Joe Duffy. Yeah, I didn't even have to finish. It is. Um, you see someone on the street, you know, how do you greet them? Hi, hey, or well, boy, slash girl. Well, boy, well, girl. Colm, you've never like said any of these phrases. Yeah, I've been living in Dublin. <laughs> he never says when, I, when I when I go when I when I go back to Waterford, it, it all like, comes yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. I'm um, like that too. I'm accused always of having no accent. I'm like, see me and Jeff now after. Yeah, after surrounded by water. Few points of metal man. Um, I love all the Waterfordisms that we're dropping mm. in. That like a lot of our listeners, I'm just not gonna get. I'm just from Calvin. Like, I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a fucking Gavin Gavin. Metal man, <laughs> metal man is a locally brewed. Isn't it an ale? I think it is. I think it is nail. You probably like I it. I love their actually, branding. Actually, it's very cute. Yeah, it's really nice. Looks well on a draft yeah. thing. Mm. Um, right. What does the word shellaki buki mean to you? <laughs> oh. What? Is it a shell pasta, a type of seashell you pick up on Tremor Beach, a snail, or a pet name for people named a Michelle? Snail. The snail. Snail. Yeah. Um, red lead is. Uh, meat. A perfect. Sandwich. Jesus food. Yeah. Um, so had a red lead laugh. Oh. Is he, are, you, are you helping him at all? No, he's, he's, like, he's only been down to Waterford once. So, Colin sports the gold. Ah, uh, let's not get into that. Okay, sports Dublin football. We've talked about that extensively on the podcast, so I'm not going to bring it up now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, most of the time, yeah. Um, someone questions Waterford city status. Do you a agree that it isn't a city? B inform them that it is actually the oldest city in Ireland, so there. Or C accuse them from being from Kilkenny. B. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it is the oldest city in Ireland mm-hmm. uh, it, now it just says pick a sports personality Rory McIlroy Brian O'Driscoll Paul O'Connell or John Milan John Milan yeah of course Chip Cannon's John Milan um, and I remember seeing John Milan on Tremor Beach a couple of years ago sorry can I interrupt yeah, you yeah it was during like prime heat wave like crazy heat wave actually this was a long time ago he was this was a long time ago because I worked in the newsroom and Niall Power from Beat Breakfast um, in, in a managing position there and I can't remember, like, I remember, like, being approved to go to Shmore Beach and do a package for the news on how bloody hot it was. Like, it was kind of, it was a newsworthy yeah, story. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. I'd go to the beach for work and just wander around. So it was great fun. And I was like, oh, come with you for the stroll. And, uh, like, working with the 99, walking down the beach, being like, hi, do you want to talk to me about how much of a good time you're having? And they were like, yeah, okay. And I remember seeing John Milan being like, will I? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. So I went over and I was like, how are you, John? Emma here from Beast. Just they're like, no bother, bro, no bother. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. But, like, he was the very start of that package and he, yeah, his Waterfordisms are just fantastic. Do you ever see the 
voice note, a WhatsApp voice note I was doing the rounds on Twitter. My favourite thing that probably <laughs> happened in 2019 was that voice note. So, uh, um, no, it was, um, no, it wasn't that. It was, it was, it was the to do best with. thing so ever. I a, think this particular Waterford family love John Milan so much that they have a WhatsApp group called John Milan where yeah. they share stuff, but this <laughs> most amazing thing happened. You have to explain so, um, like there was there was it's unconfirmed like definitely unconfirmed but so apparently uh one of john milan's mates was going away to australia and he was having a going away party and john milan bought him a going away card uh and he gave him 30 quid to put in it but at the same time he also had to buy a mass card for a funeral for a funeral and the story goes that he missed it he mixed up the two sent the mass card to his I'll mate and no sent, and sent, <laughs> sent, sent, sent the, the 30 euro in a card saying bon voyage <laughs> oh no no I have, I, I have an unconfirmed story as well right amazing um, it's amazing it's and my favourite part of that voice note that went around was that like the guy saying it is so wonderful oh he's like typical <laughs> yes, like, bon voyage bon voyage <laughs> I think my brother told me this story. I'm not sure if it's true. So basically, uh, after a Monster Hurling final, I'm not sure what year, Cork, Waterford, Waterford win. Probably told you Probably, story, oh, was it the Tony Brown goal year? I'd say that was 2010, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, basically, Marty Morrissey asked John Milan after the game, how do you feel, John? Two words, Marty. Unreal. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Oh. oh, he's such a treasure. And yeah. he's just such a nice guy, too. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's stop and chat with anybody. He, yeah. He's just yeah. a hero in yeah. the town, but like yeah. he has time for literally everybody. He's great in broadcast, too. Whenever he features yeah. in sports, like, oh, he's great. Him, him on co commentary on mm. RT Radio 1 on Sunday Sport is just brilliant. one like, of the really best brilliant. things ever. Yeah. He's just so passionate about mm-hmm. everything, not just Waterford, just about the game of Ireland. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, going back to our Waterford quiz, another easy one to end. Finally, is a blad just a flowery bap? A, yes. B, um, no, it's totally its own thing and you don't know what the hell you're talking about. B. Yeah, of course. Speaking of which, I know that you're, that, that came, that sounds like a Daily Edge quiz. I miss Daily, Daily Edge Daily so Edge quiz. much. Yeah. Daily Edge was fantastic. Brilliant. We used to get so many laughs and the journalism was so, so yeah. good on Daily Edge. You know that? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe in a few years' time. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Because there's nothing really like the Daily Edge now. No, like not, not really. Not an Irish source. Like you have your showbiz pages, but they were kind of opinion pieces. Like mm. they were, co- they had everything. They yeah. could really relate to the reader. They could in, in a great way. Yes. Um, I think I think we've come to we'll wrap it up the end of our conversation. Chips, cans, John Milan, Emma Nolan. Before am I allowed to ask you a quick question? Yeah, we're yeah. How are you finding coming to the end of your college experience? fucking frightening it's, it's mm. frightening it was more frightening I think at the start of September there's I, this weird period where we kind of like we're all kind of off kilter and we're like yeah shit. I don't think it hit me until the first lecture last week or like our last first lecture and I was sitting yeah. there thinking less than 12 weeks to go mm. and then like we'll have I think I have two exams in May and then once they're finished I just think it hit most uh, after the 24 hour broadcast when we oh yeah when we reached our goal and uh me and Colin got a bit teary eyed like because yeah, last time very emotional. And, um, yeah. You've really seemed to be um, like two guys who've made the most of the college experience. I like to think so. And yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like, I love that you got so invested in like TCUFM as well. And like, what a great station from being involved in a small way with the hybrids last year. I was like, okay, the future. Of, if this is what's coming out of colleges, mm. the future of radio. The passion is definitely among younger people still too. Oh sure, and, like um, um, a girl that was in our course last year, Leanne Hannafin. Oh, I know Leanne. Do you know Leanne? She's dope, oh, she yeah. Leanne. 
and like she was doing freak for all of what like a month before she was given a Sunday morning slot on spin is on that spin, right? yeah. yeah yeah and Good she's for her. killing like it just shows it sh- goes to show the kind of level of talent that is coming out of this place obviously we've had like you know Sean Defoe Owen mm. Sheehan like mm. so many people have come through DCU and gone yeah. and been and Sean Defoe would shout so highly for about DC as well. Yeah, I would have worked with him beat and yeah, just that it gives you so much more than your course, like having yeah. DC FM and stuff yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look good on you and make the most of the last few weeks. Have a great one. Thank you very absolutely. much. Hopefully, see you at the hybrids. Yes. Hopefully. Well, we'll see. That's <laughs> if a I'm bit, not asked back. Bit, so <laughs> a bit of a teaser there. Yeah, an exclusive for the podcast maybe. <laughs> um, Emma, thanks a million for being a guest. Thank you. Thanks much for having me, guys. This has been In Conversation with Emma Nolan. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.